Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. I am indeed Rudy Max, a.k.a. The Savvy Traveler, and most of this hour is a best-of show, replay of several of my favorite interviews, and I hope they were yours as well. This segment of Rudy Max's World is brought to you by Travel Guard, and I want to tell you about a free offer from Travel Guard, the nation's leading provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. And uh, they've joined up with another name you know and trust for expert advice. That would be Reader's Digest. Travel Garden Reader's Digest wants you to have a free spend, uh, travel spenders, uh, spenders, I guess it's called a spender's travel guide, uh, that will tell you, among other things... Ten reasons to stop making excuses and just travel already. Eight must-have travel accessories. Eat like a king, pay like a pauper. Seven secrets to cheap off-seasons vacations and a whole lot more. You can get this free and valuable guide, this travel guide, by going to TravelGuard.com. That's TravelGuard.com. Now, if you were with me in the first hour, I mentioned the prospect of lawsuits that will surely grow out of the Asiana crash landing at San Francisco's airport, the, or that occurred while landing at San Francisco's airport earlier this month. Uh, I, I was joined by attorney Mike Danko, whose firm Danko Meredith in Redwood Shores, California, specializes in aviation law, and he represents plaintiffs injured due to negligence or wrongful conduct of others. Mr. Danko has a couple of uh, uh, passengers aboard that flight who are already clients of his, and he described for us some of the laws that govern who can sue and in what country. Now, there were 64 Americans aboard that flight. Most passengers hailed from Asia. 141 were Chinese, 77 were Koreans. Generally, uh, Mike told us, uh, foreign nationals have to sue in courts in their home country. I want to expand that conversation a bit. Um, Mike, welcome back to the show. Nice to have you. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks, Rudy. Now, uh, looking at it from an amateur's viewpoint, initial reports certainly centered on pilot error, which, which I would think would make the airline the principal uh, target of lawsuits. But I noticed on the blog that you connect to your website, you noticed a couple other factors. You pointed out that uh, a couple of the plane's evacuation slides shot open inside the plane rather than outside, and I've seen those things open. Those are powerful pieces of equipment that can cause harm or certainly hinder passenger escape uh, among passengers inside the plane. What do you see when you look at this as a lawyer? Might there be culpability beyond the airline? Uh, presuming for the moment pilot error is certainly an issue here. Sure. Well, you look at such things, like we mentioned the evacuation slides, and I think we'd all agree that they're really supposed to open up outside the aircraft, not inside. So the first question is, did they open up on the inside because of an error on the part of the crew, or were the slides themselves somehow defective? If they were defective, um, and if the crew operated them properly and they opened up on the inside, and someone was injured as a result or their injuries were made worse, then certainly the manufacturer uh, could be responsible, and they could be responsible in the U.S. And you also noticed that something curious about the runway markings on the runway that the airplane was approaching, the aircraft was approaching in San Francisco. Yeah, there's a little bit of irony here, uh, Rudy. It's that... Um, 
you know, you're just like you're supposed to have a, an area at the end of the runway for in case the aircraft runs off the end and it's supposed to be a safe area, you're supposed to have a safe area at the beginning of the runway as well. And San Francisco didn't. It was out of compliance. And so what they were doing was basically pushing the runway down to provide a safe underrun area. And when they did that, they had to do a few things. And one of the things they had to do was uh, basically turn off or disconnect their instrument landing system. That's the system that the pilots use in the cockpit to guide the plane to the proper touchdown point. So these pilots, because the fact that the that the runway was was being modified so it would be safe for an underrun, didn't have the same guidance that everybody else had or that they were used to. So um, that's something that basically we'll definitely uh, be looking at. Um, another thing we'll be looking at is the the uh, cockpit instrumentation didn't um, warn the pilots audibly as many aircraft, even my personal aircraft, has an audible warning when you get too slow. The 777 doesn't have that. Now, a pilot should be able to fly and land an aircraft in good weather without an instrument landing system, and they should be able to know that their aircraft is getting too slow without having an audible warning uh, pop up. But nonetheless, those are, those are things which may have contributed to the accident. And there was also apparently a precision approach path indicator that was not operating. Do I understand correctly that warns pilots if they're coming in too low or too high as they make their landing? Yeah, that's what happens is, is you're looking at um, a light system, and if you get too low, those lights turn red, and if you're too high, the lights turn white. And the problem, again, was because of the construction, those lights normally would, have, would basically be sending the pilots to the wrong spot on the runway. Um, so... Uh, for a while they were out of service and pilots had been warned they were out of service and there was a question as to whether these lights were operating or not. The NTSB um, uh, interviewed the pilots who were involved in this particular crash and they say that they did in fact see those lights so it appears now that the lights were operating. Okay, so we've got the, the instrument landing system not operating and weren't they painting, repainting some of the markings on the runway to reflect this, uh, uh, what you call this, this, this buffer of safety and that they, they didn't really paint them out correctly? Correct. So, again, what you're trying to do, it's very difficult to get the right angle, to get that aircraft to come in at the right angle and land on the right spot of the runway, and that's why you have these white markings on the runways that we're all familiar with, and they mean something to the pilots. Because they moved, they pushed the runway down the field, they had to remove some of those markings and paint new ones on. But instead of, and the FAA regulations are clear that you're supposed to completely remove the old markings so as not to confuse pilots. And instead of doing that, what SFO did was simply paint it over the old ones with black paint. So the runway looked to be more or less of a hodgepodge of markings. Again, that shouldn't have caused the crash, but that's something that the, the crew had to deal with. They had to deal with the ILS, they had to deal with uh, the runway markings, and, and they had to deal with the displaced threshold. And, and one, one, one sort of right out of left field thing is that apparently, well, not apparently, United is a code shares with Asiana. And apparently if someone bought a ticket through United's website or from a United reservationist, United could be pulled into this, any lawsuits with possible culpability. The Montreal, has a little, Montreal Convention has a little footnote to it and said that you can sue the airline that was actually operating the flight and you can sue what's called the contracting airline. So uh, just like many flights, United sold tickets on that airplane, even though they didn't have any crew on that airplane and they weren't flying the airplane, they sold tickets on the airplane. So if you had one of those tickets, you can sue United because United is on the hook as oh, the contracting geez. carrier. 
Well, we only have about 45 seconds left, but it sounds like as, a, as a, a, an attorney for plaintiffs, you look at the airport, you look at the airline, you look at another airline, United, and you look at, I mean, you have several places to, that you're going to have to look in when the time comes to actually file a suit. Is that right? Absolutely, because usually what happens is you focus on one cause. In this case, it appears to be pilot error, but it's usually never that simple. Usually there are multiple, multiple causes of an accident, multiple uh, defendants or multiple uh, things contribute to the accident or contribute to the injuries, and we look at them all. I think we're going to be uh, best friends before this uh, case is over, Mike, because it sounds like it's going to be very, it's going to go on for a while. Mike Danko is a specialist in aviation law. His firm is called Danko Meredith, that's D-A-N-K-O, Meredith in Northern California. He is a plaintiff's attorney. He's got a couple clients who were passengers on that flight. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some more, and uh, this would be a great fraternity of, of, uh, of uh, lawyers on this case. Thanks, Mike. Talk to you again. Thanks, Rudy. You're listening to Rudy Max's World. I'm Rudy Maxa. We have more travel talk coming back. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of TravelGuard. TravelGuard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Planning to explore America this summer? Get more value on the road when you stay at America's Best Value Inn along the way. With over 1,000 hotels in North America, we've got you covered with free internet, continental breakfast, and instant rewards at most locations. Enter for a chance to win America the Beautiful Park passes by liking our Facebook page. Visit AmericasBestValueIn.com to book your stay and save more of your money on the road this summer. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. It's 18 minutes after the hour. And nice to have you here where we talk all travel all the time. If you just tuned in, this is America's most widely syndicated and listened to radio travel show. 
nice to have you here. We do uh, an hour or two every weekend. Uh, well, we generally do two hours for most of our stations. And uh, it's nice to have you here. You can check me out at rudymaxa.com. You can listen to podcasts of previous shows. Or if there's something you hear on this show you'd like to forward to somebody, our podcasts are usually up by Sunday night or Monday. And you can forward to it or listen, forward that to a friend or listen to it again. I talked to you at the top of the hour about medical tourism, this phenomenon that is a very big growth industry of people who are going abroad for medical treatment because it's so, less, so much less expensive and in many cases tying a vacation into it because they're often in very, uh, well, places with palm trees. Let me just keep it at that. Uh, Jonathan Edelheit is the, uh, runs the medicaltourismassociation.com. Jonathan, uh, we get, do we have Jonathan on the air, on the, on the, on the, on the line here? Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Welcome Rudy. to the show. Um, now, Jonathan, the Jonathan, the next segment we're going to talk with a journalist who's going to talk about some of the most common procedures and comparative prices and so on. What I wanted to talk to you about is how does one shop for medical treatment abroad, and where are the most popular places for it? Uh, there, there's many different options of how people can shop abroad, and there's many different uh, choices of destinations. People really have the world at their fingertips, and it all depends on where they're comfortable in traveling, what procedure they're going for. Um, typically, they bring a companion with them and uh, be in the destination for almost about two weeks. So a lot of them look at a destination that um, has very good quality health care, but at the same time, they can take a vacation with their, their spouse or loved one. We have, there are a lot of Americans that are going to Asia because of the low-cost procedures. It's about 90% less um, over oh my goodness. Europe. And, uh, oh my goodness. Oh, my. That's an incre- 90% less, Jonathan? That's an incredible number. Yes, yes. A, a heart procedure that could cost $100,000 here could be 10000 or even, you know, dental, uh, you know, something like dental implants. Um, there's a All right, lot so of Ameri- how, do you, how, how do you shop smart, though? How do you know you're going to get good medical treatment? I mean, that's the bottom line for everybody. And, you know, price is obviously important, but, but, but how do you shop and know what is a good place to go and what might not be such a good place to go? What do you look for? I think the first part you want to look for as a, as a healthcare consumer is accreditation, that the actual hospital you're going to is accredited. Um, there are several very quality international accreditations, but I think, you know, for Americans traveling overseas, the Joint Commission, which accredits U.S. hospitals, has an international arm called JCI that accredits the international hospitals. Um, so it's almost like going over to a hospital with American standards. And so what the is the question you ask? What is, what is the specific question you ask, Jonathan, of that facility? Are you accredited by the... Are you accredited by JCI or another international organization? Okay. Okay. And if the answer is yes, then they know they're going to a quality facility, but next they have to check on the credentials of the actual physician. And how does one check on the credentials of the physician? Um, they can request the actual uh, biography and credentials from the hospital. Um, there's a lot of doctors overseas who are actually were trained in America or trained in Europe or the United Kingdom. Um, and it's just making sure that that doctor has the right experience. Okay. Um, and- and, and is it possible to talk to former patients, perhaps, who might have had the same procedure? Absolutely. That's something that we would definitely recommend. Um, the, the doctors in the hospitals are, you know, it's, it's very easy and they're very open about giving out referrals of other patients who have traveled that might even be from, um, you know, in the city where you, you live from. So they should really talk to, I think, at least two to three patients who have, who have traveled overseas. And one of the advantages of medical tourism is a lot of times the doctors will give out their cell phone numbers and, you know, the patient can call them uh, on their cell phones at any time to get comfortable with traveling for that procedure. 
My guest is Jonathan Edelheit, who runs the Medical Tourism Association. Uh, Jonathan, what does the Medical Tourism Association do exactly? Are you a trade group for them, or do you provide do you provide help to consumers or patients? We're, we're the nonprofit trade association for the world, so we work with hospitals and governments in over 100 countries, and we really try to focus on educating uh, both hospitals and, and governments on the importance of quality and being transparent in pricing and quality. And then we have a separate um, arm of our organization that's really there to educate healthcare consumers. So we have a portal, which is uh, medicaltourism.com, which is meant just for consumers to educate them on the choices of where they can go. And then we also have travel guides, kind of like uh, farmers or photos, um, that we put online on our website and on iTunes for free where consumers can get really educated and comfortable with the decision for traveling overseas. And are there links to the travel guides at medicaltourism.com? Yes, there are. Okay. And uh, where are you guys based? Where is uh, the association based? We're in West Palm Beach, Florida. All right. And have you ever had uh, uh, surgery abroad of any sort? I've not had surgery, but I've, I've had dental, some dental work done. I've gone for certain checkups and, and other uh, comprehensive health um, checkups in different countries. And I do it because the experience is usually amazing. Uh, the amount of time that the doctor will spend with you, the personalized service you will get is amazing. And I've been healthy enough and lucky enough not to have to travel, but if I personally did or one of my family members, I would definitely um, recommend they, they look at that choice. All right. What is the situation on Americans who have health insurance here in the States? Is any of any, Are procedures covered abroad? Um, for, for, most, uh, for most people here in the U.S., they, a lot of the current insurance policies don't necessarily have it in there or encourage you to go overseas. If you did have a policy, you could ask to go overseas, and there is a highly likely chance that it will get reimbursed because there are, we do know of cases of, of Americans going over and using their insurance. Um, one of the challenges with that is if, if it's not something that the insurance company is promoting, there's no real incentive to travel because you would still have to pay your deductible and co-insurance and travel. So it could potentially be more expensive than getting care here in the U.S. So it's typically for people who might not have insurance or they want to go for a procedure that might not be available. There's a lot of Americans who go overseas for cancer treatment and other things where there could be a 9- to 10-year delay in getting that treatment here because of FDA approval, and it's a matter of life or death. And so they make the decision to go overseas. Mm, nice. That's interesting. I, why, why would a health insurance company not necessarily want to cover you abroad? Because they haven't, they don't know the hospital or they don't know the doctors. Um, I think it's for the, for the health insurance companies. It's more political. Um, it's uh, you know up, upsetting kind of the hospitals here in the U.S. that might get upset that the insurance companies are kind of you know encouraging people to travel overseas. But what we're seeing is a big trend with self-funded employers in the U.S. who self-fund and pay their own health benefits which the majority of large employers in the U.S. are, that they're starting to implement this, this concept of, of medical tourism, both international and even domestic, and encouraging people, um, Americans, travel within the U.S. for care to different centers of excellence. All right, this is a travel show. Now, let's talk about the tourism aspect. It's my understanding, and I want you to tell me if this is true, but I know I've seen in cases where, okay, you've, you're paying for the medical procedure, but they put into the package a luxury hotel stay and touristic aspects of that destination all wrapped into the package. Correct or no? Yes, no, that does happen. I mean, I, I would say it's maybe a split of 50-50. 50% of the hospitals will put together the whole package. You get a beautiful hotel. You have tour excursions and, and things like that. And it's really neat because it, it, it provides an element of vacation. 
And the majority almost, or almost all of the patients traveling, they're really engaging in this. They're, they're engaging in the tourism benefits. And for some, um, they might not have had a passport, never left the country. So this is this once-in-a-lifetime experience for them. And the, hosp- the quality of the hospitals, uh, I, know, I know I've been to Thailand and I've looked at one of the hospitals and it was much more luxurious than any hospital I've ever seen in the United States. Uh, it almost looked like a five-star hotel, the rooms. Yes. I mean, the hospitals, if you go to, I mean, just like any other industry, I mean, there are hospitals that patients aren't traveling to. But if you go to the right quality hospital, some of them are amazing. They're like five or six star hotels and you get your own private suite suite with a flat screen TV, um, private nurse. It's really like being in a five or six star hotel. And obviously the prices are cheaper there because of what? Because of the cost of labor? It's a couple things. It's the cost of labor. Um, it's the cost of uh, medical malpractice. They don't have the outrageous laws that we have here, so the doctors don't have to practice the defense of medicine that they need to. And also, the pharmaceutical and medical supply costs, um, everything that goes into your surgery is that you know 50 to 90 percent less. So you might have a U.S. manufacturer who sells a knee implant, and they will charge you know, $15,000, for example, here in the U.S. But if you go to India, that same U.S. manufacturer will sell that knee implant for $5,000. Oh, so the cost goodness. of everything is significantly less. We only have 10 seconds left. It's probably an unfair question to ask you at last, Jonathan, but do you have recourse if something goes wrong? Um, there is limited recourse, so that's one thing we advise everyone of. Uh, the hospitals will provide disclosure, but you're stuck with the laws in that foreign country, and you're not going to have the recourse that you have here in the U.S. But most patients traveling are doing it for quality, and they're not concerned about the recourse because they feel like they're choosing the best. Fair enough. Jonathan Edelheit runs the Medical Tourism Association. Check out their website, medicaltourism.com, for more information. And stick around. We're going to talk about some of the most common procedures and look at some price comparisons right after these messages. to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Ever wonder how you can travel like a rock star at a fraction of the cost? Truth is, being lucky in travel takes a little research. Written by Reader's Digest, Travel Guard presents the Smart Spender's Travel Guide, your resource to hundreds of tips from Reader's Digest's popular travel articles. Learn what to pack, how to avoid expensive travel mistakes, and more. Request a free copy of Smart Spender's Travel Guide at TravelGuard.com. We need your email address. All travel advice in this guide is provided by Reader's Digest and as such does not represent the views or opinions of Travel Guard. Travel Guard is a licensed provider of travel insurance and assistance service plans. Learn more at TravelGuard.com. Musicians, they stop hyperventilation. Protect school books. You carry your lunch in them. Yeah, brown bags are good. At Guitar Center, brown bags are great. Now through Monday, it's Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. 10% off all the accessories you can cram into one of our special brown bags. From sticks to strings, heads to headphones, software to handheld recorders. If it fits in the bag, it's 10% off. Now through Monday, the more you bag, the more you save. During Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. Participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 
33 minutes after the hour, and as I promised you at the top of the hour, Dan Butner, author of the best-selling book Blue Zones, and his latest book is called Thrive, joins us. Dan has made a, I don't even say a cottage industry, I'm going to say an industry of studying where folks live the longest, what makes people happy, who, where are the happiest people in the world, and we're talking about where the long, where people live the long, longest, where longevity reigns. And he and I were having dinner last night, and he said, well, you know the one place where people live the longest? And I said, no, I don't, but you can come on the radio show, please, tomorrow, and talk about it. And here he is. Hi, Dan. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. It's a delight, Rudy. Okay. I know you've gone all around the world. You have identified what you call blue zones, people who... Uh, who live a particularly healthy lifestyle. We'll talk about that in a moment and, and live for a long time. But let's start with this one place. Where is it, and is it a place we'd like to visit as, uh, as, a, as a traveler? You would love it. It's, it's called Ikaria. It's right off the coast, actually, of Turkey. It's about 20 miles off of Turkey, but it's technically Greece, very close to Samos. It's about 99 square miles, 10,000 uh, uh, people. But here you have a place where people are reaching age 100 at the highest rates in the world, uh, but they're also living a long time without getting heart disease or cancer, and they have almost no dementia. So somehow living, wow. experiencing this place is yielding longevity. Now, I know you've been there. You've been there more than once, haven't you? I wrote an article for the New York Times. There, I've been there five times. And so you, what did you find were the... Uh, elements that may contribute to this unusual, not just longevity, but also healthy longevity? Well, you know, you know, I've been to five of these blue zones around the world, and at a certain point you have this aha that none of these spry 100-year-olds were ever on a longevity diet. They weren't on any exercise programs. They didn't take supplements. Longevity happened to them. Uh, so when you look around the environment in Ikaria, it's very hilly. Uh, people have gardens. Uh, it is impossible to be alone there. Do you know that if you're lonely in America, it knocks about eight years off of your life expectancy? Well Here, the festivals which happen throughout the spring and the summer are almost obligatory if you live there. Uh, most people are very religious, so every Sunday they're schlepping up to the church, but church is more than just showing up for Mass. It usually involves a meal. So the people are constantly nudged into social interaction. It's the kind of life I think most of us aspire to. And I presume it's in the Mediterranean, so they're on the famous Mediterranean diet, which means a lot of what? Well, you're, they're actually in the Aegean Sea, but uh, oh, okay. they, the Aegean they, diet. Adhere, okay. they adhere to the Mediterranean diet more than anybody else. So they're eating um, about a fifth as much refined sugar as we are. Of course, it's mostly vegetables, fruits, fish, and wine. We all know that. But interestingly, this particular diet is high in potatoes. And we think the thing that mo might most be contributing to their sharp brains to the end are these herbal teas, which they drink every night socially. And these are a rosemary tea, a sage tea, and a type of mint tea that grow just on that island. Whoa. So is it too simplistic to say that if, if you're a tea drinker, maybe if you switch to one of those, it might benefit your health? You're better off taking a trip to Ikaria and experiencing <laughs> this. And, and I, 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 say that, I don't even say that flippantly. I mean it. When you, when you experience this for the first time, then go back to suburban America, you have a certain epiphany that says, well, you know, maybe I want to move a place where it's easier to connect with other people. I have more access to vegetables. I can walk to my church or my store. That's the kind of stuff that adds up, and that's, those are the things that could add, on average, by the way, for Americans, about 11 extra years of life expectancy. Wow, that is fascinating. How does one get to Ikaria? 
fly to Athens, and then you can take a little puddle jumper over to Ikaria, or you, you know that the cruise line or the uh, ferries system there is very it runs like bus, sure. like a bus. So you can take a ferry there. It's an overnighter, and you can sit in a comfortable seat and meet some people along the way. And and what kind of uh, infrastructure is there for for overnight stays? Uh, is it, this is an island, I presume. It's an island, and the beauty of it. Part of the reason they they are so 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 long lived is they've been out of the normal tourist route. They stayed. They were isolated till about the 1970s. There are hotels all along the coast. Ebidos. Um, there's a place called Thea's Guest House where I stay all the time. Um, but this is really not for the high-end luxury tourists. This is for the person who wants an authentic experience. Uh, it's not roughing it by any means, but, you know, you're probably not going to get a facial um, down right. in the hotel lobby. Well, you know it sounds fabulous to, to, to me. What, what, can you spell the name of that guest house? Uh, T-H-E-A, Thea's Guest House. And okay. uh, she, she cooks organic. Uh, almost everything she serves is produced within about a two-mile radius of her guest house. So... The food is fantastic, and and it is basically a plate of longevity. Uh, and would you recommend and would you re- recommend having a reservation before you go, particularly in the summer? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You don't just show it, up it'll there. It'll fill up quick. Okay. Dan, this is uh, terrific. And how do you spell Ikaria? It's spelled I K A R I A. And if it's you like Google it, read my New York Times piece because it really gives you a feel for. What the uh, what the place is and what to look for, and, and uh, I'll tell you, it's um, uh, it will change your way of looking at your world. Here's what we'll do: we'll put a link to that New York Times piece and, and a dance piece on my Facebook fan page, Rudy Maxa. I think it says Travel and Leisure. We just changed it; doesn't say Radio Show anymore. We're making progress. Dan, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Ah, uh, delight. And thanks for dinner last night, Rudy. <laughs> You're welcome. You can check Dan out at uh, bluezones.com and find Rudy out a Max's whole lot more about living more. right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at rudymaxa.com. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. Look, you're the new kid, and manufacturing is serious stuff. You got hydraulics, mechanical, electrical, gears, motors, lubricants, a lot of moving parts. My job is to keep it all happy. Your job is to keep me happy. What is the key to my and thus your happiness? Don't answer that, kid. Answer is Granger. They got everything you need to keep this place humming. Granger. Get it? Got it? Good. Call, click Granger.com, or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
Did you try the new app? Appetizers? Let's order something. I'm starving. No, the America's Best Value in iPhone app. Download it from the App Store and make reservations instantly at any of their 1,000 hotels in North America. Most locations have free continental breakfast and internet. Plus, sign up for the Value Club to get 15% off, room upgrade, and late checkout when available. The America's Best Value in mobile app can do all that? And more. Got it. Now, about those appetizers. Musicians, they stop hyperventilation, protect school books. You carry your lunch in them. Yeah, brown bags are good. At Guitar Center, brown bags are great. Now through Monday, it's Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. 10% off all the accessories you can cram into one of our special brown bags. From sticks to strings, heads to headphones, software to handheld recorders. If it fits in the bag, it's 10% off. Now through Monday, the more you bag, the more you save. During Guitar Center's brown bag accessory sale. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. My next topic is certainly apropos given the events of uh, the last week in Boston having to do with the marathon, which I know that has consumed all of us this past week. We're all grateful for, well, we're not grateful for much, but we're grateful that, uh, uh, that uh, two alleged perpetrators are known to us now, and one is not, no longer with us, and one is in, uh, in serious condition in a hospital at last check. Uh, but running marathons is Elise Allen's passion. She is my next guest. She is the author of the book, The Traveling Marathoner, A Complete Guide to Top U.S. Races and Sightseeing on the Run. And I wanted to talk to Elise. Uh, this was obviously, we booked her before the Boston incident, but as I said, totally apropos. Elise, before we talk about the joy of running in marathons, uh, you know, it, uh, I should go without saying, I'm sure you were just stunned and, and devastated by the events in Boston. Beyond, yeah, absolutely. I mean, what happened is so beyond horrifying, it's incomprehensible. Here's the thing. What made the Boston Marathon a target for these monsters is also what makes the Boston Marathon and every marathon beautiful. To me, the marathon brings together people from all over the world, at all levels of fitness, from all walks of life. Spectators pour into the streets to show their love for their city, and their neighborhood and support the people running through it. Honestly, the marathon is its a community-wide celebration of tenacity and grit and the sheer thrill of accomplishing something that seems impossible. And that's going to live on at the London Marathon this weekend, at the New York Marathon in November. Excuse me, and I need to take a breath. I, I, I hear you. I, feel, I hear your passion, and, it, and it's very well said, Elise. Don't stop. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. And it will especially live on at the Boston Marathon again I, and again and again, year after year. I couldn't agree more, and all my hopes are with, with, with that, uh, that very sentiment. All right, let's turn to a happier note to uh, your love of marathons and running. Now, uh, 
I, I'm not a runner. I, I've tried. I jog. I don't. I just never get that clear breakthrough that runners get. It's, it's never uh, fascinated me. Um, but I know one of your assertions is that as a marathoner, you get to see different cities, different places up close and personal as opposed to speeding by in a taxi. But if you're running in a marathon, do you actually really see anything? I mean, I think I would just be plodding, looking at one foot in front of my other and hoping it ends soon. <laughs> No, it is actually a beautiful distraction, the way the entire city comes out to cheer you on. You see different things along the route. You're able to pay close attention to the places you're running through, especially if you're not an elite runner. Obviously, if you're out there to break a record, you are just going full tilt and you want to finish. But most right. of us, middle to back of the Packers, we're there because it's something that's on our bucket list or we just enjoy doing it again and again. And part of the experience is seeing everything around you. It's going through New York, through all five boroughs, and seeing parts of it you wouldn't necessarily see. It's uh, If you're go going through the Disney World Marathon, you get to run through all four of their major theme parks, which is really fun, and you see backstage areas that no one else is allowed to see and floats ah. up close that you would never see unless you're doing this race. So it's a truly unique experience to see a town and see a place in a whole new way. And when did you start doing this? How long have you been doing it? How many marathons do you run in a year? Uh, it depends on the year. I've run as many as four in a year and as few as none in a, in a bad year. But I've always run at least a half marathon. But I started in 2000 and have been and running avidly ever since. And do you, uh, obviously you time your travel uh, to the marathons. Is, is, is it as much about the travel as the running? Uh, for me, absolutely, yes. It's, uh, it's the best way to see a city because you can really, if you're going to New Orleans, right. you really want to experience the most decadent food in the universe. And you can feel really good about that if you mm. just ran 26.2 miles. Once oh you've done goodness. that race, you take yourself to Commander's Palace and you eat your fill and don't think twice about it. Right, right. And and what do you suggest to somebody who wants to travel for a marathon? Do you, I mean, what, what do marathoners do? Do you get there three days early if you're flying cross-country to adapt to a couple time zones? Um, how do you handle that? Yeah, absolutely. Some people say that it's better to get there a little early. The, the thing is, you want to, in my book, I'm very clear about what sightseeing choices are great for sore legs and uh, what's great for when your legs feel really fresh, because sometimes in the mm -hmm. days before you want to rest your legs. You don't want to do too much walking. If you're mm -hmm. doing, say, the Disney World Marathon, you might not want to get there too early because you're walking through the parks and you're exhausted by the time the marathon comes. Personally, right. I like to make my travel so I get there just before the marathon in time to enjoy the expo, do a little sightseeing, then run the race, and then afterwards I can sightsee to my heart's content. Legs will be a little sore, but part of the walking around will uh, loosen them up and make you feel better. It's a great recovery walking around the city. All right, there you go. Elise Allen, she's the author of The Traveling Marathoner, A Complete Guide to Top U.S. Races and Sightseeing on the Run. Her Twitter handle is Elise, E-L-I-S-E, -E, the, the initial L, Allen, A-L-L-E-N. Check her out. Please take care. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Bye. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. 
Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. You're in the Deals of the Week segment, and we talked last hour with Mark Orwall. He is the international editor of Travel and Leisure, and Travel and Leisure recently took a look at how you as a consumer can save money on hotels, a big part of the cost of traveling. And Mark talked a bit about a new site called Deal Angel that lets you know historically what hotel prices are and the hotel and the destination you're looking at, and another great site called Tingo, T-I-N-G-O, that will give you an automatic refund if you've booked and paid for your room, and before you get there, the price actually goes down. Uh, great stuff. Uh, Mark was kind enough to stay around for this segment. Mark, welcome back. Uh, nice to be with you again, Rudy. All right. Now, what does bundling mean in the travel business, and how can that save me money when I'm looking for a hotel? All right. Listen, you know, bundling is kind of an industry term. Let's put it in, in uh, 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 terms that everybody knows. Basically, packages. That is to say, you pay one price, you get your hotel, you get your airfare. Uh, maybe you get a rental car as well. That's what they call bundling. You put it all into one price. And what the benefit is to the industry is that they can lower their prices. That is to say, a hotel can discount its prices, and it won't be really apparent because you're just paying one you know, overall price. And so they don't get to be perceived as a discounter. What's the benefit to you as a traveler? Well, it's obvious you're paying less money. So bundling is, uh, that is to say, packages, great way to save money. And there are different ways to find those packages, of course. You can find them on third-party websites like Travelocity, Orbitz, Expedia, Priceline. Uh, travel agents have them. But let me just say very quickly here, you did a test. You, bought, you looked for round-trip tickets between New York and L.A., and you booked a seven-night uh, seven hotel stay at the Ritz-Carlton and Marina del Rey in Southern California. If a consumer had bought the airfare and the hotel separately, the total would have been $632 more than if they bought a bundle an airfare and hotel together on travel exactly. That's a so huge if you bought savings. The round, yeah, if you would have bought the round-trip ticket, airfare ticket, and the seven nights at the hotel at the Ritz-Carlton Marina del Rey, you would have paid $2,367 if, if you bought them separately. If you bought the package deal, you would have paid about 1700 bucks. In other words, you're saving over 20%. That's now, huge. one thing I want to recommend, there, there is a, a website it's called Travel Zoo. What they do is they take a lot of these packages that are offered by brick-and-mortar websites. You know, not, not the big uh, online websites, but, you know, mm -hmm. the, more or less the mom-and-pop sites. And they may not have as many travel dates available. They may not have as many choices in hotels. But the savings can be even better by buying this. So I would check out TravelZoo. Uh, they have some terrific packages uh, that, you know, really could save you 25% or more. Excellent. Now, now social media, how, how does Twitter, I mean, how, how does social media help me as a consumer looking for, you know, a good price in a hotel room? Yeah, the, the first thing is this, that if you belong, well, if you follow on, uh, on Twitter or Facebook a hotel, an airline, a rental car company, many times they will post uh, deals that are only available to people who see them on uh -huh. the social media. That is to say, they, they don't do a big ad campaign, it's not on you know, television, it's not on radio, it's just to those people who follow them. So by, uh, by clicking the like on Facebook or following them on Twitter, you can uh, get deals that would be, you know, whether it's 25% off on the hotel rates or you know, book, book three nights, get, you know, get the fourth night free, that sort of thing you will be able to find those things up before anybody else. 
So real travelers are going to follow all of their favorite hotel chains, all of their favorite airlines, and all of their favorite car rental agencies to see if any of those deals come up. And so when you say follow them, you go onto Facebook or pin interest and you click like uh, by your favorite hotel or your favorite destination or your yeah, favorite that's airline. All, that's all say. it is. I mean, yeah. simply go, when you go onto Facebook, just you, know, you type in the name of the airline, it'll come up there. Uh, on Twitter, same thing. And just sim- you simply follow them, like them. It, it's, you, know, you do not have to be a webmaster to figure this out. No, you don't, in fact, you don't have to do anything. You just, you just <laughs> right. re- once you've liked them, they send, you will get any special deals or, or flash sales that they Yeah, and they some of these things miss. are all, you know, I mean, some of these things are, you know, it's like book now within 24 hours, mm-hmm. but you can travel over the next six months. You know, it, it's not like you have to travel this next weekend. It's not last minute sort of thing, but simply they're, they're what they call flash sales. Right. You've got a minute left. Are you also... Yeah. S- we got a minute left, Mark. You say you can also introduce yourself to the hotel via Facebook and Twitter. Let them know you're excited about coming. It's your first you know time what? to San Francisco. I'm telling you, Rudy, these people love it when you say to them, I like your hotel. I'm coming to stay to your hotel. Can't wait to get there. If they have a room upgrade available for you, uh, you, you know, they will make that available to you uh, simply by the virtue of the fact that you communicated with them directly. It's such a, it's, uh, the, the social media has become such a one-on-one, uh, hands-on way to communicate between an individual traveler and these major companies, airlines, hotels, car rental companies, they, et cetera. So take advantage. As a traveler, you will not regret it, and you'll reap the benefits for doing it. There you have it. Mark Orwall is the international editor of Travel and Leisure. That's how you save money on hotels. Mark, thanks for joining us. I hope this won't be your last time on the show. I want you to come back. I'll be on again, Rudy, anytime you'll have me. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're coming to the end of Rudy Max's World. I can't believe it. Another weekend. Let's see you here again next weekend. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, and Janet DeAcevedo McDonald, my executive producer. Travel safely. See you next weekend here in Rudy Max's World. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World, and as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.